Warning, warning. Make sure to read the link in the description or else this episode won't make sense. <laughs> Hello, you little subscribers, and welcome back to Discovering SCP. Donnell, I'm sick of SCP. Me too. Let's start a new podcast. No. Oh, okay. Well, let's at least start a new podcast in all but name. <laughs> well, it's October. And I believe we actually already... I don't know why we're being just, like coy about it now, because we've already sort of explained what we're going to do in the previous episode, but we're going to read some Creepypastas. Hell yes. Hell yes. I'm so excited for Creepypasta month. This is what I needed. Oh, goodness gracious. I'm sure all the SCP fans out there will appreciate this as well. Um, do you, how many, how many bad SCPs do you have? First? I don't have any bad SCPs. You're not bad. <laughs> Sorry, I mean bad creepypasta. I have one, but it's a bit of a long one. Okay. Well, when it's a creepypasta, I won't complain because it'll be funny. And also, no one will get mad if we stop reading it. <laughs> Unlike with SCPs. Like we did. Well, if we stop like reading, me. I don't have anything else, so. Beautiful. Okay, uh, real quick, news updates. What's going on oh, uh, in the community on? and life? Post in the comments um, what's going on. I haven't seen anything. Means there's nothing um, new drama. The SC- Peace. The SCP Twitter drama has been real quiet since our episode released uh, eight hours ago. <laughs> so clearly that's because of us and nothing else. Um, well, if we don't know else? any drama, um, then... Yeah. That means there's no drama. Is there nothing Fine. going on with like SCP games or new media? Didn't didn't Radiger just uh, fund her new Kickstarter for um, a new audio fiction podcast thing? Well, that be Hymns f- of the f- Road. Maybe it would be fantastic if so. What do you mean, maybe? How have you not heard about that? I've seen I, that everywhere. I don't want to take in information. I just observe. That that doesn't make sense. <laughs> I uh, see, but I do not understand. Yeah. <laughs> Hold on, I googled Hymns of the Road Radiger, and I think I found it. Um, I don't know the full details, I just know Radiger's the one who does Find Us Alive, and she just funded a new audio fiction thing. So SCP fans, keep your eyes out for that, because you will probably like that. Because everyone who watches Find Us Alive tells me it's really good, I'm just too lazy to listen to it. Um, And I think that's all for big news, right? Uh, I'm pretty sure, yeah. Okay, yeah. We don't... Yeah. <laughs> I, come on, guys. We need we need some more news. You guys have to do more big projects all the time. Guys in the comments, no please give us some fake on, news right? we can cover next time. Yeah, that's 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 this week's comments. Give us fake news for the news section. You have to do two My comments. Man. You have to do your fake news that we can use, and then you have to do your real comment that we can read at the end. Just write the whole podcast for us. Um, yeah. yeah, without further ado, what... Why don't you send me a creepypasta, buddy? We're going to be reading the NES Godzilla creepypasta. Oh, hell yes. That sounds like a His certified shot to one. <laughs> There's no way this won't be good. It's got Ness in it, which is epic retro swag. Uh, and it's also got Godzilla, which is our and favorite And Earth and guy. Mars, my two favorite planets. Oh, hell yes! <clears throat> Let's get Dude, into this, it. This is, wait, I, is, this is chapter one. Is this a series? It is, yes. Oh my god, do you think we can do the whole series over the month? Maybe. Or how long is it? Okay, okay, yeah, alright, I'm shutting up. Go ahead, read. When I was a little kid, the two things I loved most in life were Godzilla and NES games. So naturally... Fuck yes, that's what I just said, yes! When Godzilla Monster of Monsters came out, it was like a dream come true. Well, almost. 
To sum it up, most of the game revolved around getting through very repetitive outer space levels while smashing up tanks and jets, and then fighting against Godzilla's monster enemies. Have you ever noticed that, like, with some of these, like, gaming creepypastas, they almost feel like they're also trying to do, like, an angry video game yeah. episode? <laughs> <laughs> At the same time. pile of dog shit. Ah, <laughs> oh, this repetitive-ass game. This pretty mediocre. Donkey-ass. <laughs> Overall, it's pretty mediocre, but back then I didn't care. When I got the game as a present for my 10th birthday, I played it night and day as much as I could, really. I don't imagine that is that long. Unfortunately, I had traded the game for Amagun a year later, much to my regret when I found out what that game was like. Recently, I had bought a new NES system, and through a lot of hunting ask around, my friend Billy uh, finally managed to find a copy of Godzilla, Monster of Monsters. Holy shit, Billy O reference? This is in Havoc Mooverse, obviously. Shout out to the five people that still watch Havoc Moon. Three of them are participating. <laughs> I was pumped to play my favourite childhood game. It never even occurred to me to ask where Billy found it. He also gave me some other games like Legend of Zelda, Bomberman, and some stupid thing called Action 52. But Godzilla had to come first. Hell yeah, it did. So I started the game and the nostalgia came flooding back like a tidal wave. Godzilla's 8-bit theme song flooded proudly through the speakers, and I was soon grinning like an idiot. <laughs> flooded proudly. Some people laugh at me for playing such outdated games, but I've never had as much enjoyment for any games other than those on the NES. Those 8-bit games take me back to when things are much simpler, more safe. But after what's happened with this game, I don't have those feelings anymore. Every fucking group has a no. little violence. <laughs> like, I used to <laughs> love Mario, happened? and now I have vivid nightmares of him and the blood whistle. I used to love God... Well, here's the fucked up thing, is Godzilla's already a big, scary monster, right? <laughs> like, so, like, what could he have done? <laughs> yeah, uh, he used to be so nice, but then I saw him smash that building with those people, and I was like, this game is fucked up. <laughs> I had forgotten how oh, quick the fun of smashing things as a Godzilla wore off in the scrolling levels. What if it's just like, it's not even a creepypasta, like, it's just not as good as he remembers. <laughs> it's just a text AVGN video. <laughs> it's just like, oh, my childhood <laughs> memories were tainted with nostalgia. Damn. Things were bad back then, too. Have, have you ever done that before? Like, you really think about a game you loved as a kid and you put it in, it's like the worst thing you've I ever don't put myself in, in that situation. I've done that many times, like, going through old GameCube games I used to love as a kid. I'm like, this is literally, like, the worst thing ever. The game bombards you with bullets and things crashing into you from every direction. You get too big to avoid most of them. Although my excitement had worn down some, it wasn't long at all before I got to my first boss battle. My first opponent oh, yes. was Gazora, an obscure oh, squid kaiju who had never been in a Godzilla movie. You're just an obscure little squid kaiju. You'll never be a kid. <laughs> The most annoying thing about fighting Azora is he always backs you into a corner and starts smacking you with his tentacle. And you're unable to move until he gets off of you. This move doesn't do any damage, but it can stall you until the time runs out and you have to start the fight over and you regain some health. This is as annoying as it sounds. And of course he did it when I fought him. Only for some reason, this caused the game to glitch up. Because once he started spacking me, he never stopped. The timer is supposed to end the fight in about 40 seconds, but this lasted for nearly 5 minutes. Why did you say that for 5 minutes? After a while, the graphics started to mess up with little red blocks all over the place. We've got an image here. This might have been written in a time when people's attention span was long enough to last 5 minutes <laughs> doing the same thing. We have an image here <laughs> We've been of, corrupted. Uh, depicting the scenario described. Is that hyper-realistic blood eyes? Because I'm scared. 
Which was weird, but I just took the game out, blew on it, and then started again. Insanest <laughs> <laughs> creepypasta protagonist. I was about to let a little glitch stand in my way. That's what they say in Wreck-It Ralph. Do you think that would have stopped, like, Sonic, EXE, or Mario Brothers <laughs> if you just blew on the cartridge and go back to normal? Blew all the evil out. So I started again, and this time defeated Gazora and the level's other boss monster, Mugwira, without any problems. So then it was on to the next planet, Mars. A browser on the board had found something unexpected. What Varan's piece should have been was instead a piece representing Titanosaurus. There were only ten kaiju in the game, and Titanosaurus was not one of them. Or so I thought. Perhaps Titanosaurus was originally intended to be in the game, but was swapped out with Varan for some reason? That's one theory. So I began to feel very excited. Not only was I playing my favourite game, but I was playing a prototype of some sort of a new monster. Needless to say, I ran through the levels as fast as I could to see the Tannosaurus in action. Let's be honest, though, it's an 8-bit NES game. What's there to see? What's he going to do? I don't know, fight him? Maybe make some hyper-realistic blood eyes on him? There's no way. <laughs> Fought Gazora again and beat him before he could do his technical smack. But this time the glitch started happening when he died. Gazora's sprite didn't sink to the bottom but instead seemed to be devoured by the glitch, and his eyes started randomly spawning all over the screen. <laughs> I know now that these glitches with Gazora were my first warning sign that something was very wrong with this game, but foolishly I ignored it, and proceeded to fight Maguera, who, who this time had a glitch of his own. Can we just pause to look at Maguera right now? Yeah. Are you appreciating what this thing is? It looks like a fucking like anteater with lobster hands. Maguire wants to say, and he's twice I, I, the size. Is he, he a character be. in the movies? I've sure. never heard of Maguire. Okay. Also, why is Godzilla like very nicely detailed, but all the enemies look really bad? I don't know, but he, he's the star. He gets the budget. He was twice the size That's he fair. should have been, which startled me. He was also considerably hard to beat than usual, which is to say, not at all. But soon I had defeated him also, and when he died, yet another glitch happens. This happened extremely fast. This one just looks like a glitch. This happened extremely <laughs> really fast. On. So I was lucky to get a screen cap of it at all. But what happened was the giant Maguera sprite started to shatter and melt. Also, if you look at the garbled text in the right corner of the screen, you'll notice what appears to be a bird in a cage. I still have no idea what that meant. I don't see it. I in the top right. It's like a. It's a bee. A little canary. Maybe. What the, how's that a bird in a cage? Are you fucking kidding me? Maybe he's just better with his imagination. This guy's the Yeah. <laughs> at this point, I was about to fight the Tannosaurus, and I was worried as to what kind of glitches would happen this time. But to my surprise, the Tannosaurus looked just fine. Although all the game's bipedal patterns were the same height, Tannosaurus was a bit taller. But since such a Tannosaurus actually was taller than Godzilla in his film debut, I thought this was kind of cool. After a very fun fight with the monster that wasn't supposed to be in the game, I like how the haunted game is actually fun. <laughs> I took over the enemy yeah. base and proceeded not to Jupiter like normal, but instead to Pathos. Oh, fuck. Oh, wait, that's it? Next. I assume we're reading yeah. the whole series. Yeah, next. <laughs> uh, and I thought this was going to last us the whole month. I'm a fool. <laughs> Pathos was the same. Actually, can I popcorn to you for the next page? Sure. <clears throat> Nest Godzilla Creepypasta slash Chapter 2. Pathos. Pathos was the same as Jupiter in layout, except the board was dark blue rather than green. The first thing I noticed was that all the usual level icons had been replaced by a blue rock in some kind of orange honeycomb shape. 
There was one icon that had part of the jungle icon shape, but I didn't pay much thought to it. I checked the other side of the board to see the new monster. Instead of Hedora, it was Bialante. But that couldn't like... have been right. <laughs> it was Bialante. I don't so know I, enough about Godzilla I to recognize this. this is like a giant plant monster that has Godzilla DNA and also a human soul. How how did he get Godzilla DNA in human soul? Um, I, I, I can't remember. I don't know the specifics. I just know who Biolante is. When are we going to watch more Godzilla movies? Uh, we're doing so right question. now. Oh, thank you. But that couldn't have been right. Godzilla vs. Biolante didn't come out until 1989, and this game was made in 1988. Perhaps Toho... Oh, that did... <laughs> Perhaps Toho put Biolante in the game to build excitement for the movie next year, but changed their minds? I tried to rationalize the game's abnormalities any way I could, but this was... I want to see how far he can go into, like, Shin Godzilla shows up. He's like, well, surely this is just a coincidence. (laughs) Yeah, this is just a teaser. Uh, It started out slow and suspenseful, much slower than any song in the game. But every 12 seconds or so, there'd be a loud clashing noise, and the tempo changed. It was like the composer randomly played parts from five different songs with the same instruments. I moved Godzilla over to one of the many blue rock icons that had replaced the jungle icons and started the level. The level resembled a blue mountain range with a blood-red planet in the sky, but there was something odd about the mountains. They had a shredded paper look to them. I thought at first maybe the glitch had affected it, but it looked far too intentional. I quickly noticed something else about this new level. There were no enemies at all, not even any obstacles. I should also mention that this was was where the point meter started to become glitched beyond comprehension. But it didn't bother me much. I never keep up with game points. Um, sanest gamer. <laughs> so without having to focus on anything, I listened to the music while walking through the level unopposed. The music had a sorrowful feel to it. It would have been rather pleasant had I heard it in a normal game. Mm, what a pleasant Godzilla. melody. Godzilla's far from a normal game, okay? It's a nest. <laughs> That's what you saw. It's not like it's haunted, right? It's like, if I hadn't heard this in a Godzilla <laughs> franchise game. Yeah, if this was in Breath of the Wild, I would have been like, nice bop. The level went on for three screens, but with no obstacles around, I finished it very quickly. I tried other levels of the same type to see if any enemies appeared, but there were none. There was little else to be seen in the Blue Mountains, so I tried the other level type. I started one of the orange levels, and my eyes were assaulted with a grotesque background of tumorous orange eyes. The sky was the same as the ground, so I assume the game was indicating that this level takes place in a cave. Ah, my eyes are being assaulted. (laughs) No... The only enemies here were Matango Spawn, but as you can see, the little bastards were everywhere. The music certainly didn't help, with a mixture of screeching sounds and loud drum beats that sounded like a monster's theme in a horror film. After completing it, I tried to avoid playing through any more of these levels whenever I could. The map was short, so it was only a few minutes before I was headed towards a rematch with Gazora and Moguera, but this time, their sprites and attack patterns were vastly different. I fought Moguera... It is a shame, unless Anomalous is willing to put all the pictures up... Um, like, you do miss something when you don't get the pictures with these. I fought Maguire The link first. is going to be in the description, Maguire's so re- if you guys want to read along, I would highly recommend it. Yeah. <laughs> Maguire's replacement was a flying machine with a slight resemblance to a Pascagola. Pascagola? Is that a thing in Godzilla? Must be, I don't know. This guy knows more about Godzilla than I do. The Pascagoula alien. It was a bit like fighting Mothra, only it moved with a lot more grace. It attacked by spinning its front tentacle like a corkscrew, and it still had an eye beam, except now it fired from the drill. Very this lanky aberration... Yeah, very epic. Uh, this lanky aberration had replaced Gazora, and the new beast was more of a challenge. It would run and jump at a fast pace, constantly swinging its arms around, making it hard to get close. 
and of course it tried to pin me in the corner with as much annoying resolve as ever. I defeated it using a combination of tail whips and heat beam spamming. I defeated them and was going to fight Titanosaurus, but when I started the fight, Titanosaurus was nowhere to be seen, and the game simply went back to the map with the Titanosaurus piece now missing. There was no one left to fight now but Biolante, so I eagerly started the battle. I was quite surprised that Biolante started the fight in her rose form. She was immobile and used tentacles to keep me away from the main body, which took the most damage. This is also just like Godzilla fans ex- fake. Yeah, yeah, this like this hasn't really been scary. It's just like, oh, someone modded my NES game. As expected, she turned into her final form after taking enough damage. The sprite looked pretty damn good for 8-bit. Yeah, he made, just, oh, like, he made it! it. <laughs> Artists be like, the battle <laughs> technique was the same. Ex- wow, this is pretty great. The battle technique was the same, except now Biolante could move, albeit slower than any other monster. Being hit by the tentacles did more damage. This is just like a modded version of his game. Nothing of fright has happened. My scared meter is at an all-time low. Uh, Being hit by the tentacles did more damage now, and Biolante could do an acid spit, which I managed to avoid by jumping in the screen cap. Not much more difficult to beat than Titanosaurus. It only took two rounds. But when Biolante was gone, the music had stopped, and there was a new icon replacing the bass. The icon wasn't there before I beat Biolante. It resembled a red tribal mask, and I had a feeling of dread when I saw it. But it's since it replaced the base, it must be the only way to exit Pathos. I moved Godzilla to the square and started the level. Oh, fuck, here we go. Run! It was a hellish-looking place with no sky, and a flickering fire in the background. The fire looked far more advanced than anything I've seen on the NES. Again, he fucking made it! There was music in the form of a slow, steady drum sound resembling a heartbeat. I don't know, I feel like... You could see that fire on this, maybe. I don't know. I don't really play a lot in this game. I saw this when I played this game as a child, and it killed me. Yeah, what a. F- yeah, perhaps this guy's just misremembering the game. Uh, all the text on the top of the screen and the life bar were gone, and their place was a single bit of text in the middle of the screen that said, Run! My feeling of dread had intensified. I cautiously walked to- through the level, but like the Blue Mountains, there were no enemies. I paced around for a minute before thinking, Run? From what? The first time it hit me, I didn't even see Gemini it. Gemini world. Uh, <laughs> you're gone, Adrian. <laughs> I heard a noise outside my room and turned back to see if something fell. And when I looked back, Godzilla was dying. I figured it must have just been a glitch, but I wasn't going to play through the game without Godzilla. So I restarted the game and went to the password screen. Have I ever mentioned how creepy the password screen music is? If you've played the game, you know what I mean. It doesn't at all fit the mood of the game. It's more like something from a horror game. Maybe they made it like that so kids wouldn't cheat. What? I was quite annoyed it's at this point. Are I I was... <laughs> we don't want people to cheat in our game. Let's make the password screen scary. <laughs> scary music. That'll hinder them. Uh, I was quite annoyed at this point because I thought I was going to have to fight all the monsters again. But that didn't happen. The game started me off right where I was before I started the red face level. So I tried again, making sure to pay attention this time. That's when a low bellowing. That's when I heard a low bellowing sound, and then I saw it. This thing. Do you know that feeling your body has when you feel like you're in extreme danger? You start to recoil and tense up as the adrenaline flows through your veins, and your nerves start to feel very cold. <laughs> that's the feeling I had when I took this. <laughs> oh, just one that sentence. <laughs> oh no. Oh <laughs> what is that thing? It's like Tanhony if he had four legs. <laughs> <laughs> no other changes. <laughs> the next sentence is great. This is very blood whistle. Oh my god! 
<laughs> fucking open mouth. I haven't seen all the Godzilla movies, but I'm pretty damn sure this was never in any of them. It had to be something the creators made up. But what kind of sick fuck would put this in a children's game? (laughs) Honestly, that's not as bad as, like, that creepy thing in fucking, uh... Earthbound? Earthbound, yeah, yeah, at the end. What's his name? Gigas? Yeah, that thing's fucked up. (laughs) It's like a sick fuck. <laughs> By sheer dumb luck, or perhaps the adrenaline boost. Wait, is he implying that his adrenaline made him faster in the video <laughs> yeah, game? Somehow he's like Godzilla, jacking off. <laughs> PR into your NES yeah. game. I'm jacking in Godzilla. I got you back. That's not what you say. That that's not what you had to say when you. I'm jacking off. <laughs> I managed to run fast enough to get away from it. It ran very fast, so much so that if you saw it, you were almost certainly going to die. And when I say die, I mean your monster gets killed instantly if the creature touches it. The backlash on the VR stops your heart. (laughs) Oh my god. Once I had gone back to the map, I was so afraid that I was extremely tempted to just shut the game off and try to pretend this never happened. I couldn't believe what I had just seen. Stop. It couldn't have been real. He's he's succumbed to creepypasta protagonist syndrome. It's not that bad. If he's so worried, didn't like his friend Ben get him this game? He should probably <laughs> ask his friend. He what can't, the fuck I is drowned. Oh no! <laughs> That's showing up on the sidebar for me too. And even if I wanted to continue, I still had to get Mothma through this chase level. But as I stayed inactive on the map screen for a few minutes, my fear was replaced by burning curiosity. What the hell had just happened? What was the Foul rest of the game like? Tarnished. <laughs> Oh, fuck, how does the rest of that speech go? Emboldened by the flames of ambition. Have it writ upon thy meager grave. <laughs> I only had to beat by this. Mothra. <laughs> <laughs> That's how it ends. Oh, my God. I would play the fuck out of, like, an Elden Ring, like, Godzilla game. Or, like, something where you kill a bunch of... Co- I'm describing Shadow of the Colossus, I'm realizing. <laughs> I kind of want to play Shadow of the Colossus really bad now, fuck. Alright, hold in, we gotta finish this podcast. But as I stayed inactive on the map screen for a few minutes, my fear was replaced by... Oh, what was the rest of the game like? I only had to beat this level with Mothra, and then it was on to the next world. But when I moved Mothra to the red face, the game registered it as me beating the level. Oh, I was quite relieved. I tried to prepare myself for the next world. Trance. No. Wait, so Mothra didn't have to fight him? I guess not. This implies that the spooky monster is afraid of women. Because isn't Mothra a woman? Maybe. I actually don't remember. Mothra is a girl, yes. You're right. I don't I don't really know if you can even like particularly gender kaiju. I just I thought Mothra that was Mothra is Godzilla's wife. So um That's that's what I I like the cute fan art of them together, I used to see. Uh okay. Uh this is your turn to read okay, again. It's my turn to die. Yeah. It's your turn to die. God, that made me miss your turn to die now. This is just a nostalgia episode. (laughs) We're just... (laughs) Oops, I didn't mean to mess it up for you. Sorry. It's a shame now I had to die. Sorry, Sarah. (laughs) Oops, looks like it's your turn to die. I was still pretty shook up from the last level when I started Trance. Don't show this guy, like, fucking Outlast or something. He'll die. Yeah, like he can't handle this. Is, this has basically just been a modded fucking Godzilla game. Trance's map music did nothing to ease the tension. As for how to describe it, have you ever heard the theme from Videodrome? No, that's the closest thing I can think of to, to, to compare it to. 
I was about to judge this thing for relying on references, but that's all we do in every single episode of our podcast, so I can't. I checked to see who the new monster was, and it was Orga. No. A monster who didn't make his film debut until 2000, 2000, appearing in a game made in 1988. So much for my theories about Titanosaurus and Biolante. There's no way this game was made in 1988. (laughs) <laughs> those guys I, I hope you're right I hope it does go all the way up to like Godzilla versus King Kong <laughs> those guys at Toho may be smart but I'm sure they couldn't see that far into the future if they could they never would have given Roland Emmerich the rights to make a Godzilla movie <laughs> <laughs> the fuck weren't you terrified like out fucking... of your mind a minute ago <laughs> how am I supposed to be scared when this is like half AVGN review <laughs> what a bunch of poopy ass dicks no this had to be a hack of some kind which opened up even more questions. Who made this hack? When? How? And most importantly, why? The why was the question that bothered me the most. Why? Why is it that? This isn't that bad. I don't understand. My immediate assumption was to think Billy did this to pull a joke on me. Hold on. Are you just saying how is why the question that bothers you the most when yeah. you are famous for SCP-5000? Why? <laughs> yeah, but I just mean like... This isn't like a grand mystery, it's like a rum hack. It's like, why do you need to like psychoanalyze whoever made it? It's like, why did they do such a I don't twist know, it's, in it's, Yeah, this is so dark. <laughs> Never watch any horror but That movie. couldn't be right either. Billy didn't know how to make a rum hack. Billy's too stupid. Who the frick oh. would have made Squidward suicide? <laughs> and if he did, he'd probably just do something simple and stupid. Like replacing all the monsters with crudely drawn genitalia. Unless Billy had amazing game editing skills and a serious dark streak to his imagination that he never told me about, he couldn't have made this. Is it even possible to put a rat hatch rom into a cartridge? Probably. Can we just be straightforward that nothing remotely scary has happened aside from the freaky Tanhony monster, and even that was not that bad. Aside from all that, my eye was drawn to a new icon on the map. Question mark. I was really curious as to what it did. I'm sure you're also curious. Space and Monopoly. So I'll explain the quiz levels now. Since this was when they first started appearing. (laughs) One one of these per map from here on, and you always appear near the start of the map. When you start on the quiz levels, you appear on a screen like this. (laughs) Is this a real part of the game? (laughs) Okay, so... (laughs) It's it's Godzilla, and there there are three boxes. There's a yes box, a no box, and like... You know that meme of, like, the, the like, shaded-in face, like, staring into your soul from that, like, how do you feel today? Yeah. It's, like, that in the middle, and then it says, do you like dogs at the top? As you can see... I don't, I don't understand. Is that part of the original game? Did he add this in? As you can see, there's a question at the top, a yes and no button, and an emoticon in the center. I refer to the emoticon as face. Real creative, I know. And for convenience, I'll refer to face as the one asking the questions. The music for the quiz levels was a track actually in the game. It's the one that plays when you try to use the Gawondo or Zero worth cheats and get sent to an unplayable level. Ah, yes, of course, I remember. Face asks you 12 yes or no questions, and you move your monster to the buttons for your answer. Is this just fucking Catherine now? <laughs> Do you cheat on Mothra? <laughs> when you answer, the question disappears and Face changes expressions for about 8 seconds then he goes back to neutral and a new question pop comes up. There was no time limit, nor any right or wrong answers. How would you know if there's no right or wrong unless you did this multiple times? Face has no respect for the player's personal boundaries and will sometimes ask deeply disturbing and personal questions. 
For example, do you like hurting people? Have you ever killed anyone? Other times he would just ask questions that were even mind-numbingly stupid. Is the sun hot? I, I would also like to mention that we skipped them for the sake of, like, they were way too far, but there were some, like, fucked up questions yeah. for no reason in there. <laughs> is water wet or just flat-out ridiculous? Does your dog like the precedence? And maybe once per quiz, Face would ask you a question about the game. And maybe once per quiz, Face would call you a slayer. <laughs> With one ex- exception, Face's expression changes seem to have no effect on the game, except for indicating what the game creator thought of your answer. His reactions rarely made any sense, and at first I thought they were randomly generated. The questions never followed a pattern. Face never stayed on the subject for more than two questions. Early on, there were, qu- there were questions that made me think Face was building up to something, only to then ask some stupid garbage. Leave him alone. Lol. Here are the expressions of Face that I saw while playing. <laughs> I'll separate them into Kutu categories, the expressions I understood and the expressions I didn't. First, the expressions I understood. Neutral. Oh my god, there's a whole chart here. Anomalous, put up the chart, because there's no other way to do this. Neutral, his default expression. Two, angry. If you try to attack face, his expression changes to this, but nothing else happens. Three, sad. Four, happy. Five, sick. Six, maniacal. Face made this expression when he was being an asshole. You'll see what I mean later. (laughs) Seven, surprised. Eight, horny. Nine, annoyed. Ten, confused. Eleven, (laughs) guilty slash hurt. Eight is love. <laughs> I was like, horny. And here are the others. <laughs> Number oh, ten, bubble great. expression. Actually, twelve is my favorite. Uh, I love the one that's just the nerd face. They're actually all really great. Twelve. Eleven. <laughs> that's just fucking um, Mr. Fix that you made earlier. Oh my god. Eleven just looks like an anime face. I don't know how to describe these. <laughs> Nomalous, put them on screen. Two's my favorite. <laughs> Two of these appeared only appeared once, numbers 1 and 12, and I suspected there might have been in-jokes from the creator. The respective questions were, do you like ice cream, and are you a tough guy? This does not se- this just seems like a, fu- a weird guy modded the game. This doesn't seem- he's like, oh, they're little Easter eggs. As for the questions in the first quiz, luckily I had a notepad and pen handy. I have troubles remembering things, so I often carry one around to jot things down. And sometimes I doodle in it when I'm bored. So when the first quiz started, I thought I'd record what happened. I'm glad I did. Here are the first series of questions, my answers, and Face's reaction. Do you well, like this? Is gonna be very fun. Do you like the game? Yes. Reaction happy. Are you afraid? Yes. Reaction surprised. <laughs> Me too, buddy. Damn. Are you over eighteen? Answer yes. Reaction weird. Face five. <laughs> Do birds have teeth? Answer no. Reaction love. Is peanut butter good? Answer no. Reaction sick. Does the moon rotate? Answer yes. Reaction weird face 11. Have you had a job? Yes. Confused. Do you like hurting people? No. Reaction annoyed. Is the sun hot? Answer yes. Reaction sad. Do you like dogs? Yes. Happy. Is the president good? Yes, weird face number three. Which one is that? <laughs> that's, the blue, that's the blue one if you scroll up. Does your dog like the president? Answer no. Reaction angry. No, I explained all that. It's time for the gameplay. After the quiz level, I tried the new green temple icon first. Wow, maybe this is why the game was so weird. One of the designers was clearly drugged out of his mind. 
Fuck out. Oh. The game of must have been on drinks for this one. <laughs> I, I swear to God, I know I keep saying it, but it really does, it feels like a shitty parody of, like, fucking what ABC. What kind of drug is this guy on? Oh, jeez. Jokes aside, I was quite impressed by the graphics of this level, as disorienting as they were. But I hate those creepy blank stirring statue faces. The music had a hypnotic Indian techno vibe to it. There were two nice. new enemies. I don't even know what that means. There were two new enemies in this level. A flying ghost type thing with a trunk and a bat with a horse skull for a face. They appear at random. I was looking to get a screen cap of them both. And then I proceeded to a blue mountain level, expecting another nice, calm stroll. I took my time walking through and was completely taken by surprise when this happened. Not Magura came speeding towards me and took off quite a bit of health with his tentacle screws. It only took me two minutes to kill him without having to worry about time limits, but the boss monsters never showed up in the scrolling levels in the normal game. I was worried as to what other rules the game would break. After another Blue Mountain stage, it was time to fight Not Varan, whose replacement was one of the most bizarre things in the game. Oh, that is, that, to be fair, that is a pretty weird sprite. What the fuck? It's not like, head is backwards. The strange creature attacks you by kicking, and also opening up his chest and firing heat-seeking missiles. I still don't get it. I like it. Now, this is like implied is after all the horrifying events, this bit still confuses him. <laughs> the missiles are sometimes a pain to deal with, but I found out you could tail whip them out of the way. Not Varan was probably the easiest of the monster replacements. The same could not be said for Not Hedora. Apparently, the source of the horse bats. Not Hedora was the most aggravatingly difficult monster to fight yet. Mostly because of his special ability, he could shriek and summon a small swarm of these horse bat things. I know there's only two in the screen card, but every time he did this, about ten would arrive. The yeah, I took advantage of distraction and attacked twice as fast while the horse bats were flying around. I like how it's like also a walkthrough for the haunted game. Yeah, it's, it's actually like I'm I'm just kind of intrigued by like what's what, what's going to come up next rather than like scared whatsoever. But I'm having fun with this. It's like, ooh, what's next? Once that annoyance was over with, I went for a green temple level to kill some enemies to restore my health. Interesting. It almost just feels like. An artist showing off his, like, custom sprite work pixel stuff. It's kind of fun. Interestingly, none of the horse bats showed up after Not Hedora was killed. And that was when I got an idea. If killing all the monsters makes the red face show up, what would happen if I avoid Fangorga and go straight to the base? So I gave that a try. The game told me there was no monster there when I tried to start the base level. And immediately afterwards, the game took control of my Godzilla piece and moved it in front of Orga. <laughs> My little trick didn't work, so I tried to prefer myself for another chase. <laughs> but first, I had to beat Olga. Railroaded. Yeah, I can't believe this. What a terrible DM. Your choices matter. The fight with Olga <laughs> confirmed another thing. Whoever created this <laughs> game hack remember this. was clearly a Godzilla fan. Not only because they picked Hell a monster yeah. like Olga, but they actually implemented something that happened in Godzilla 2000 in a really neat way. August's primary attacks were a punch and a heat beam from his shoulder cavity. Once you got him down to half his health, he did something new. He would expand his jaws and try to swallow Godzilla, in the process of stealing the health and energy. But in doing so, he gave himself a screenshot. Firing a heat beam into his mouth would take a devastating four bars off his life meter. Are you fucking seeing this spray? Oh, that's good. With that weakness revealed, I soon beat Orga. And despite how much I'd hoped otherwise, the red face appeared on the map where the base was, and the music stops. Oh no, the reference is over. 
<laughs> I readied myself as best I could. I started to level, and seeing it was basically the same as the first, I didn't waste a millisecond before I started hauling ass. It almost feels like this guy just wanted to write, like, a funny Godzilla game, like, mod, and then he was just like, oh, wait, this is creepypasta, I have to put something scary in. I see- uh, the red-faced guy. I soon encountered obstacles in the form of the ground tile, suspended in air. Most of them you could jump over or destroy, others you had to crouch from there. About 40 seconds into it, I heard the horrible bellowing roar and saw the spider beast following close behind me. Stats of obstacles barely slowed it down, it would back up and then it charged its way through them, smashing them into bits. And when the smaller obstacles got in its way, it expanded his jaws and swallowed them whole. I was afraid, with fast thinking and faster button pressing, I escaped him yet again. I felt really excited, and so I laughed and said, Not this time, asshole! I decided to take a screen cap to celebrate. <laughs> but when I said that sentence, just before the level ended, the monster did something that made my blood run cold. <laughs> it looks at me! Not cool, bro. Oh, that was cringe. You just posted <laughs> cringe. You are going to lose <laughs> subscriber. I want that face to just be the thumbnail. <laughs> just you making that face. I want the, the thumbnail oh, to be me like turning to the camera. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Hold on. Let me save this Hamilton thumbnail. Oh, it's a WebP file. Fuck. Oh, Never mind. That wave of mortal terror overtook me again, and I sure as hell wasn't laughing anymore. I took another screen cap of the next level title, right before I rushed to the bathroom to splash some water on my face. And to take a piss that I nearly failed to contain when that fucking thing looked at me. Hold on. I'm gonna use Snipping Tool to Dementia. take a, a screenshot of this image. I need to send this to Hamilton for the thumbnail. It's gonna be you like that, looking at the camera, and me uh, as Godzilla running away from you. Okay. Is what I've decided. Okay, I've got it. Uh, how many more chapters are there? There's, uh, quite a few still. Oh, Jesus Christ. Maybe we don't do this the whole month of October, because I don't think it's... I think it's, an, I think it's another episode if we do, do the whole thing. Yeah, also, I'm scrolling through this fourth one, and it's incredibly long compared Let's to the Let's see what happens when we're at the end of this one. Uh, this is gonna take a really yeah, long... I don't chapters. know if we have enough time in the episode. No, no, I'm saying just reading through the dementia is going to take well, a lot. A lot of that time. is images, and only half the page is actually story because it's comments. All right, well. if you're sh- if you're sure, we can we can do it. Yeah. <clears throat> when I got back to the game, I was getting very upset and confused. I thought about the way the monster looked at me. The game couldn't have heard what I said. That's impossible. It had to be a random occurrence. But why did it happen precisely at the moment I insulted the monster? You just answered your own question, you fucking idiot. <laughs> Nothing about this game made any sense. The new Godzilla monsters, the weird replacement monsters, out-of-place imagery like the green temples, quiz levels, and the red monster chases. It didn't seem to add up in any kind of meaningful way. If it was a prank, it wasn't funny in any way I could understand, and they clearly put far too much effort into it. If they were trying to make a genuine sequel with new Godzilla monsters, then why did they add everything else? Maybe it was some kind of art experiment? Some group project made by a bunch of really talented and <laughs> I imagine just, like you said, the fucking Obama awarding himself the medal. By a bunch of really talented and crazy people, and they lost the cartridge somehow? Or maybe they intended for some random person to find it. It was all just fruitless guessing. As far as I could tell, there was only one way to figure out what the deal with the game was. To play it through to the end. Maybe, just maybe, there would be something in the credits. 
an explanation by the creators as to why they made this. Or it could be something much more cryptic and strange. I am a Maybe ghost even something horrifying. This. Thank you so much for playing my game. <laughs> Before I got a good look at the dementia board, I considered replaying Trance to see if the red monster would look at me again. But I decided against it. I wanted to keep moving forward. Until I was my also enemies somewhat are worried destroyed. That... <laughs> yeah, fucking Shonen music starts playing. I was also somewhat worried that backtracking might cause the game to become even more strange. The dementia board music sounded a lot like the Saturn music, except it was slowed down and played with a piano-sounding instrument. What does that even mean? Like most of these new map themes, it had a dangerous, suspenseful feel. Vibes. While listening to the music, I looked at the dementia board. There were four boss monsters this time. Space Godzilla, Manda, Gigan, and Baragon. I, I was surprised that there were two new Toho monsters this time, but the best surprise was still to come. Oh, Lord. I started the quiz level. Here's another list of results in the same format as the last one. Can you swim? Answer, yes. Reaction, happy. Do you like fish? Answer, yes. Reaction, sick. Can penguins fly? This motherfucker really no. said he, can, he likes fish. <laughs> Answer, no. Reaction, sad. Can it spin in all directions? Answer, no. Reaction, surprised. Do you breathe oxygen? Answer, yes. Reaction, weird face number eight. <laughs> Does it taste good when you bite a woman? You can answer these in the comments no. as well, by the way. Reaction, annoyed. <laughs> Is it night where you are? Answer, yes. Reaction, weird face number six. This is so fucked up because I don't even have the weird face guide to cross-reference anymore. So this, the weird face ones don't mean anything to me. Uh, do you like cats? Answer, yes. Reaction, confused. Is water wet? Answer, yes. Reaction, angry. Have you no, ever broken a bone? Me. Water wet. Answer, no. Reaction, happy. Do you like your job? Answer, yes. Reaction, hurt. Would you like a new monster? Answer, yes. Reaction, weird face, number 11. I wasn't entirely sure at the time what face meant by new monster, but I couldn't resist answering yes just to see what would happen. The result was mind-blowing. The game took me back to the board, and I had a new playable monster in the form of Angiris. Ever since I was a kid, I always wanted to play as Angiris, since he was my second favorite Godzilla monster. And plus, I never liked Mothra all that much. Hell yes, I moved Angiris. my new Angiris piece. best friend. Who's Angiris again? Godzilla's best friend. I, I don't know anything else about That's him. That's him. <laughs> I just let my dog out really quick, so you continue. I'll be right back. You want me to read without you here? Are you joking? I'm joking, yes. It's <laughs> better be. Yeah, take... Go quickly. I can't believe Tanhoney would do this to us, guys. How do you feel about Godzilla Ness so far? I think this one is going to be very hit or miss and might lean towards miss. Because, like, I'm having fun reading through it, but it doesn't really feel spooky. And it's not really bad enough to, like, make fun of Superbad. It's just, like, a guy showing off his pixel art. And, like, the horror doesn't really hit at all. But, like, I don't know. It's fun. Um, but it is very long. I don't know if we'll finish the rest of it. We'll probably read some other stuff over this month. Maybe touch on some of those famous ones. Like, Ben Drowned. But, um... Yeah, I'm not really sure what to say. I mean, Tan's taking his dog out. He's making me stall for time. Um, been playing 
Cyberpunk recently. I'm about 40 hours into my game. Um, close to the end of the main story, I like maxed out street cred, and I went like full in on this handgun build, uh, like with a street kid life path. But my next save file, I'm gonna play a corpo hacker and just be a cold blooded asshole, like a total bitch. <laughs> Sorry for the delay. It's okay. I told Anomalous to cut. I didn't have enough material to fill oh. that void, so Anomalous is gonna cut it for me. Okay. Thank you, Anomalous. Sorry. Okay. Uh, I moved, okay, I moved my new Angiris plate piece over to the level right next to it, eager to test out my new monster. Before I get into the level description, I'll talk about Angiris a bit. Using the up and down buttons, you could choose whether Angiris stood in the bipedal stance or crawled around on all fours. You Overwatch hero description. (laughs) It wasn't a huge difference, but being able to stand was helpful in boss fights, and crawling sometimes helped dodge obstacles and attacks. You could punch and kick like Godzilla, but no tail whip. Instead, he had something far more interesting. The ability to curl up into a spike ball of death and roll around. You could still take damage, but it was less. It was a good way of clearing out stage enemies. But unfortunately, doing this also drained the power bar. But the spike ball wasn't his only special ability. When you pressed start, he would fire a beam of energy from his mouth. It resembled Titanosaurus' sonar attack. And if this were a hack, it may have been inspired by the roar attack from Atari's Godzilla fighting games. Also of note is that when playing as Angiris, the level meter gets glitched up. Judging by the life and power bar, it says on level 10. Now, onto the level. Thanks. Uh, oh, he looks kind of cool. Yeah, he looks like As you might have guessed, is he like Godzilla's mount? Like Godzilla can ride no, him for a speed he cannot, no. That's a shame. As you might have guessed from the level icon, these levels are green palette swaps of the ground and background tiles from the Blue Mountains. But what immediately caught my attention was the water, which has a transparency effect. Was that even possible for a NES game? I know the Super Nintendo could do it, it's but I had never seen no a transparency way. effect in a game on a NES. The green, the green music, the Green Mountains music was played with the same instrument as the Blue Mountains, but the melody was totally different. It was a very simple song with a lot of abrupt pauses, followed by a loud note every few seconds. Anyway, I went through the usual strolling through the level, and again there were no monsters or anything. But pretty soon I had reached a cliff above the water. All right, I'm gonna popcorn it to you because I'm tired. Okay, coward. There was nowhere to go but into the water, so down I went. Popcorn. <laughs> the water transparency made things a bit hard to see. It's about to hit you. <laughs> Violence. After going underwater, I encountered two new enemies. A giant piranha and some kind of spiky bottom feeder thing. I liked the piranha, because I could easily tell where it was. This... <laughs> it was a sane enemy design that would appear in a real game, and there were very few enemies like this. <laughs> I'm so... This isn't, like... I don't understand anymore. It's not really scary. It's just, like, I found this cool modded version of a game I like. Yeah, it's just, like, a fun little art case thing. I don't know how to describe this. They didn't take much I'm not, this was. Did you pre-read this before you chose <laughs> yeah, it at all? I have read it. I read, I read it a long time ago. They didn't take much hits <laughs> to kill, but they were quite annoying. and could considerably trim down your life if they got close enough. They also tend to travel in packs. He keeps noting, like, the fucking game balance of it, too. As for the bottom feeders, they're easy to deal with. <laughs> they swim along the bottom of the screen towards you and are easily crushing the rebel attack or jumped over. In the screen, you can seem to run over one of them, and there's a pack of piranha behind it. After I beat that level, I moved Godzilla onto the blue castle icon. I started the level and got a title screen with the text, Unforgiving Cold Dark Soul Zone. <laughs> <laughs> 
the fuck is this? Only Godzilla experiences the spooky shit. All the other monsters get a free pass. The level itself looked like a castle dungeon made of blue bricks with rows of identical white statue faces on the walls. Those statue faces have a permanent soy jack look on their faces. <laughs> they kind of do. There was also some flickering grey static, which didn't really obscure my vision, but it adds to the very unsettling mood of these levels. Music was a 12-second loop of a low-pitched choir vocalising that sounded very familiar to me. Whenever I played for one of these levels, I got a sudden horrible feeling of anxiety. and the feeling that the farther I progressed throughout the level, the closer I was getting to something unspeakably evil. The word... <laughs> fucking King Ghidorah. <laughs> there weren't any enemies, but these were some of the longest levels in the game. I only played one level, but it took seven minutes to complete. I didn't want to... Seven minutes? I didn't want to admit it to myself at the time, but I realised something playing the Blue Castle level. This game has the power to make the player feel certain things. <laughs> the guy discovers art. And you stand user wow. had appeared. It's making me feel things? I don't mean in the sense that you get irritated playing a crappy game or get unnerved by something scary in a game. What I mean is that certain events in this game can instantly make you start feeling something. I know that sounds completely insane. I don't blame you for not believing me. I wouldn't believe any of this either if I didn't play the game myself. But there's Holy shit, Donald Trump? But there is something very, very wrong with this game. I still don't know how to explain it. So, then it was time to fight Baragon's replacement. Although Baragon was originally the smallest monster in the game, his replacement was the largest. That lead. It was so tall and fast that the ground was noticeably large. And that Baragon's head still barely avoided a collision with the bar at the top of the screen. Jackson Lee. <laughs> just as frightening in his eyes, which Principal Skinner, pathetic. <laughs> you may be wondering how he attacks without arms. Well, he has the most powerful kick in the game. But his other fighting technique is much stranger. First, he blinds a, cl- a cloudy breath of pixels down at you, which causes you to freeze. Then he walks back to the right corner of the screen and extends a huge catling gun from his abdomen. That is not his abdomen, that is his cock. That might seem amusing to you, but it certainly wasn't to me when I was playing the game. <laughs> this attack is almost as annoying as Gag and Saw, and not Maragon could be unbeatable if he consistently used it. Thankfully, he only did it twice while fighting him. Once you unfreeze, you can run up and start damaging his dick, which does extra damage to him. This helps me to destroy him, and now it's time to play the third level type. I decided that I was going to use Anguirus to fight Manda and Gagan, and then fight Space Godzilla as Godzilla. It was only fitting. Before getting into the battle, I'll describe the third level type, the Arctic. The Arctic is exactly what you guessed from the name. An icy tundra with a few watery segments. Can I pop come back for a little bit? Sure. The music reminded me a bit of Northern Hemispheres from Donkey Kong Country, in 8-bit form. A very dangerous sounding song. It made me think about being trapped in a tundra and freezing to death. Damn. There were two new enemies in the this game. Did the game magically make you feel that? Yeah, the game made me feel that. I wow, I really feel cold and isolated. I can't believe this the game, game is making my me feel that. <laughs> there were two new enemies in this stage. The first was a creature frozen in a block of ice. They block your way, and you have to use the heat beam to thaw them out of the ice. They look a bit like a smaller version of Nakazora, only without the eye. I'm having trouble keeping track of all these monsters. When freed, they do a strange crawling movement and push you backwards. It doesn't cause any damage, but it's a bit annoying. After dealing with the Iceman, I kept walking for a minute or two and came upon a water segment. 
I jumped in, and this time I managed to get a screen cap showing how the water splashes when you jump in. Don't know how they program that, but it's pretty impressive. Another interesting thing is how the screen changes focus when you go underwater. Here you can see the other new enemy, a, a little thing I call Spike Walker. Very cool. They walk towards you and explode randomly, or instantly if you attack them, spending spikes in every direction. I call it Doug Walker. Spikes... <laughs> the spikes don't do much damage, but they did get me dangerously close to falling into a pit a few times. Oh, what the fuck is this? Speaking of the pits, down into the water, the game has a platformer element, bottomless pits. There weren't any of these in the original game, since it was strictly an action game, but the pits were a neat addition. After getting back on land, I encountered a very unexpected mini-boss, Maguma, the walrus kaiju. I know this game had some obscure monsters to begin with, but wow. Not that I'm complaining. It's a pretty cool cameo for an unappreciated kaiju. In my haunted game. Maguma's... This is the coolest haunted game ever. Maguma's fighting tactics were very simple. He had a freeze beam and he could charge into you. Not very challenging, but certainly more entertaining than the Matango mini-boss in the original game. One really interesting thing about Maguma is that he doesn't die when you defeat him. He turns tail and retreats. This was the first time I had ever seen an enemy monster change direction, let alone retreat. I tried to chase after him, but he disappeared after I got in the water. Poor bastard. And that does it for the Arctic. I'll talk about the Manda fight next. I... Damn, we're not even halfway through this chapter. <laughs> we have to finish this chapter at least. You made me do this! And that does it for the Arctic. I'll talk about the Manda fight next. I forgot I to mention before, pictures the music... anyway. Come on, you pussy. I forgot to... What? <laughs> You're a pussy. Fuck you. <laughs> I forgot to mention before, but the music that played during the new monster fights is reused from themes actually in the games. So far, the themes have been Titanosaurus, Kazara's music, Bialante, Heteros music, Orga, Baragon, slash Bagaris. <laughs> What? I'm just thinking, like, who cares, though, with this shit? Yeah, I know! You're making me read this! <laughs> Manda, for... Yeah, th this literally just sounds like a guy who, like, made, like, a hack and he wants to tell someone about it. Like, he's info-dumping on me, and I don't <laughs> care. Manda Varan's music. Space Godzilla, Mecha Godzilla music. Uh, as for the fight, Manda was a fairly crafted, crafty opponent. When it realized one tactic was ineffective, it would immediately change to a different one. Wow, he's a smart. Manda used quite a few tricks, like spitting fire, biting, and the most irritating of all, constricting. It doesn't mercilessly drain your life down like Deegan's Cutter, but it was by far Manda's he strongest attack. He keeps hyping up Deegan's Cutter. Yeah, I, I don't... How I've tough never is played the game. I, I No know. one's played this game. <laughs> like, probably eight people know this game. One last thing to note that I found pretty cool was that Atragon showed up during the fight to help me out. Manda crushed it with ease, but it was still cool. After I slayed Manda, I played through an Arctic level for health power-ups, and then it was on the Gigan's replacement. When the fight started, I was very confused because there was nothing there. I thought this was going to be like the Titanosaurus fight in Pathos, but just about the time it would have been going back to the map, a piranha appeared on screen. <laughs> but it wasn't there for long. As soon as it appeared, the speakers emitted an ear-splitting screech, and not Gigan flew in and ripped the poor fish into pieces. Oh my god. <laughs> no! Well, that's one way to get the player on there, Thomas. Uh, you guys <laughs> might want to see this. <laughs> this really is the most... <laughs> You've chosen the most visual creepypasta of all time for an audio podcast. <laughs> you have to see. You guys have... All right, it's mandatory. I'm saying this too late in the episode, but I hope you were reading along as you You did the warning this. warning to say uh, it's mandatory. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do the warning, warning, Tan, and tell them they have to open the tab and read along, because it's the only way to experience this. 
Well, that's one way to get the player on their toes. Uh, so that, that abrupt entrance. <laughs> that abrupt entrance scared the hell out of me and got my adrenaline rushing. Which, in retrospect, was a good thing, because not Gigan was one of the fastest, most unrelenting opponents in the game. Uh, okay. Not Gigan was tough, but my new skills with Angris helped to even the score. This was still an incredibly intense this is like, fight. I like a show not Gigan's the stage, and we're all starting to stay like, interesting. <laughs> His new skills with Angris are helping to even the score. Nice, he's keeping up! This was still an incredibly intense fight. Not Gigan's attacks consisted of a, some kind of blood laser he spews from his mouth and a downward slash. I was expecting some hellish variant of the buzzsaw attack, but thankfully there didn't seem to be one. What is this hyped up buzzsaw? The howl attack was invaluable in defeating him. I would have taken more screen caps of the fight, but I really had to concentrate. After that, there was just one monster left to take down. Space Godzilla. As mentioned earlier, I used Godzilla for this fight. Space Godzilla's technique was rather frustrating, but admittedly a clever, a very clever idea. Space Godzilla would use his energy to create two flying crystals, which would reach the ground and become crystal spires. These spires not only block you from reaching Space Godzilla, but it also allowed him to constantly recharge to full energy and blast you with a deadly, fully charged Corona Beam until you broke the spires. Uh-huh. Oh, what beam? A Corona... <laughs> oh, no! <laughs> Space Godzilla... <laughs> Do not go to Wuhan, Godzilla! Space Godzilla would eventually drain his own spires of energy until they shattered, but if you waited for that to happen, you'd probably lose a lot of life. Heat beams actually seemed to re-energize the spires, so you had to use physical attacks. When you finally got close enough to hit Space Godzilla, he was no pushover. When I punched him, he hit me back just as hard. Space Godzilla does everything in his power to knock you back to the left corner of the screen so he can create more spires. By the time this was over, I only had about five life bars left. But it didn't matter, because I didn't need to fight anymore. I needed to run. Oh, no. The, fucking, the face on the map looks like Thanos a little <laughs> bit. Run, hide, destiny arrives all the same. I'm so tired. Why is he going to hit me? <laughs> Here we... You have to take over. Guys, you're going to want to see this. <laughs> Here we go again. I decided right then I really want to see the end of this game. As terrifying as these levels could sometimes be when I had to beat them to get through. I decided that no matter what happened, no matter what the game showed me, I was going to get to the end. And I also made sure not to say a damned world or play a chase level from here on. For this chase, I tried out Angiris, since his roll attack allowed me to move faster than Godzilla or Mofra. The chase started off like the first two, except there was a river of blood below the ground. I was beginning to get a hang of it, and the extra speed from the roll helped me get an edge on the red monster. Especially since I don't have to worry about power limit, it could keep rolling endlessly. Like the previous levels of water, the ground inevitably reached a stop, so I rolled off into the blood. To my surprise, the hell beast didn't follow after me, just stopped at the edge of the ground and grimaced. Ha! <laughs> I guess it can't swim, I thought to myself. So I went under blood and continued moving. There wasn't anything around, but I knew something was up. The chase wasn't going to end that easily, could it? Surely something else had to show up. And sure enough, I heard that bellowing roar, sounding slightly different. And the monster... It can swim? (laughs) They fly now? (laughs) And the monster was following after me in a new aquatic body. I had no idea it was a shapeshifter. How could you? (laughs) After it reappeared, the chase started to get into the difficulty I expected. Being submerged slowed me down, putting me and the beast at about the same speed. The only thing that would keep me alive was fast thinking and reflexes. I encountered some bottomless pitch in which mines floated up from. I assumed that if you hit one, it would damage you and knock you back. 
considering how fast the red monster swims, hitting the mines will be instant death, so I went through great efforts to avoid them. But that wasn't all I had to be wary of. Halfway through the chinks, the hell beast revealed yet another surprise. A tentacle formed of intestine and tipped with a clawed set of jaws burst from its mouth, trying to pull me in and devour me. I only barely avoided both the tentacle and the mines, but I could tell the beast was getting desperate because the chase was nearly over. And about desperate, yeah. <laughs> and about a minute later, <laughs> I'd spotted a bit of ground that served as the exit. I leapt with all the might I could muster without breaking my controller. The beast screamed with rage and jumped out of the blood river and last attempt to drag me down by a skater's grasp. This time, I fell back on my bed and took a deep breath, satisfied of yet another successful escape. Now I was headed to the fifth world. Entropy. Holy shit. Um, okay. Yes, it wasn't that long. Oh, here, there's a, there's a classic comment here from uh, Neon Arts 2021. Damn, those creepy faces look just like SCP-096. <laughs> <laughs> those are his faces. James Way Walker says, The blood bee thing is actually a reference to Shin from Godzilla and Pod One Vomits. Hold on, someone just wrote, Heartaches, heartaches. My loving you meant only heartaches. Your kiss was such a sacred thing to me. I can't believe it's just a burning memory. Heartaches, heartaches. What does it matter how my heart breaks? I should be happy with someone new. Someone says, Those water monsters look like coronavirus. <laughs> Wait, where's that? <laughs> oh, <laughs> Elite Spiritin YT Ultimate Modder. Yeah, none of these are, like, comments about being scared. They're all just like, wow, Godzilla trivia. The Spider Rat <laughs> says, um, it does extra damage because his gun is his dick. Yeah, that's about right. Yeah, this is just, like, this is just a, an, an, I almost said SCP. This is, like, a creepy pasta for fucking Godzilla fans. Um, so I, I would give this a rating because I don't think we're going to read more of this because, like, although it was mildly fun, I don't think this would be entertaining for all of October. We need to read some of those classics like Ben Drown and shit. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, um, Ben Drown is also video-focused. But... That's probably a worse choice. Oh, fuck. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Maybe, we'll find some good S... Not SCPs. Creepypastas. Oh, my God. Um, but I will say, good this wasn't spooky at all. And it also wasn't, like, bad enough for me to really make fun of it in a fun way. That or I'm just not very funny, How many which is totally fair. You that, then? I, but, hang on, I'm still waiting. But um, I thought it was, like, a really cool art showcase of, like, someone's pixel art design. And I was relieved when they first mentioned, like, the questions and there were some edgy ones. I was like, oh, God. But, like, none of the edge really bad ones came up in, like, the quiz examples, which relieved me a little bit. I was like, okay. Um, probably just a result of age that that came up, but I don't know. It was like a fun art showcase. I assume if you're a Godzilla fan, you would get a lot out of reading this and looking at all the cool like screenshots that they made. But I don't know. I'll give it like a seven pumpkins out of ten. Right, I think it's fair. How do you feel about it? I probably agree as well. Um, I remember reading this a long time ago, liking it. But I think again, this is a difference between reading something and reading something out loud. The pacing is very much different. Yeah, that's fair. And also, just like, when you're younger, everything seems more competent. Oh, also, I didn't know Maybe. what I was talking about then, okay. Yeah. Oh, no! I'm <laughs> sorry. Well, just like, you know what I mean. But we have our own... We can't keep reading their comments. We have our own comments. We can't just go to the, yeah. the cigarette store. Tan Honey, you're very competent. I'm sorry. I didn't mean that. Um, okay. 
Let me refresh this for you. So I will say Guare DM'd me a comment. And just this once, I will read it for him because he's my friend. But please, please, if your comment doesn't show up in YouTube, then just leave a different he comment. Kill you I, if I you already get one. DM'd enough. Yeah, I already get DM'd enough. Please don't like DM me. Preach shit on the DMs. I'm not, I'm truly not. I, see, I'm too autistic to know how to phrase this in the right way socially. But just please, like, don't DM me about, like, like comments for the podcast. You can hear like, dogs, by the way. I'm trying to capture my dog as I read the comments. <laughs> I always say I can't hear the dogs, but then when I listen back, they're extremely audible on mic, um, which is a they're shame. dogs. Yeah. They're, they're, that's the real spooky thing, is I can't hear the dogs, but they show up on mic. All right, let me know when, they, okay, when you're ready for me to read. Good reading. Okay. Uh, all right, so I'll read Guare's first to get that out of the way real quick. Guare says, I'm really excited to see all the spooky pastas you guys end up reading, so I'll wreck some from the wiki for the future. 1914, Muddy Skies, Tower B. Some of these are Paro... Those are all Paro Watch! Uh, or, or, I meant they're all SCP, my bad. Uh, some of these are pair watch, so I hope you eventually check them out. Yeah, none of those are creepypastas, Guari, so we won't be reading them this month. Uh, Shythalia says, you guys finally finished reading 7,000. Congrats. And Darnell, I really love the voice you did for Weddle, lol. Thank you. Finally. Some appreciation. Uh, an anomalous writer says, 7,000 be complete at last. Also, advanced birthday to Latan Honey. Thank you. That's right. By the time this episode comes out, your birthday will have passed. How do you feel about that? Um, I don't know. I, uh, You're gonna... My cells continue to deteriorate. <laughs> also, You're going to be 27, right? Yeah, there's a reply now to the chef Ellie's comment, by the way. Um, okay. Uh, let me finish reading Anomalous and then I'll refresh it. Uh, password, redacted data expunged, redacted data expunged, redacted data expunged, redacted data expunged, consumed a yellow yellow fruit. Good source of potassium. What does the yellow yellow fruit do? Does it make you yellow? Probably. Do you make other things yellow? Um, hold on. Uh, Tanhony replied to Shythalia's comment saying he started raging and cursing when he read this. It's not true. I said uh, that wasn't true. Not true. I said finally some appreciation. This is horrible because I was about to say Tan made the typing noise on podcast. Uh, that always drives me nuts when I listen back and I hear the typing. But now I just typed really loud into my mic, so I can't judge him <laughs> for it. Um, who's next? JTKC, I think. Uh, yeah. JTKC says. Yeah, I ate the author author fruit, making me a SCP wiki man, and now I'm unable to touch grass. <laughs> Next episode will probably be before the 12th, so happy birthday, Tan. I hope Darnell has spent obscene amounts of money on his gift for you. Then you can rate it on the doornail scale. Please, speaking of which, I give this episode 21 out of 10, including the 15 bonus stars and the two negative bonus stars. Hold on, I have to do math. So, it's th so he gave it an 8 out of 10, plus 15, minus 2. Pretty good. The Chaos Insurgency is probably the oldest GOI on SCP, but they haven't had any exciting expansions to their lore like the other groups. Hopefully I want to try and expand upon it, which is why they were mostly the butt of the joke for 7,000, so I can't really blame Darnell for not knowing who they are. Oh yeah, my recent article, 6140-J... Oh, that's right! I should have listed that on the news. JTKC had an article go off. Nice. Uh, oh yeah, my recent article 6140-J, the British Empire has been doing that? very well in the past 
Well, I think the whole gimmick of the SCP is like the British Empire keeps expanding and existing, and that's the anomaly. Mm. But I didn't read it myself. That's just what I've heard. Um, Interesting. Had been doing very well in the past plus 100. I want to thank you guys for giving me the initial push to do this cringe writing thing. It's been very fun. Happy birthday, Tan, and have a good one. Thank you. I certainly will. Comedy Man Kelp says, I'm pretty sure you guys started 7,000 the week after Darnell brought back the old rating system. Meaning, this is the first time it's actually been used since coming back. <laughs> I think you were correct. Uh, Crowcat says, I also heard Tanhony say Nano Rhino. Wow, so many so, people with hearing issues in our community. <laughs> Advanced gaslighting. Uh, Steve-O asks us, Did you for- forget that you can't hear it? <laughs> I'm gonna start mouthing words to make you think you've gone deaf. <laughs> that's the that's the most fucked up thing you could do to somebody when they're like, I can't hear anything. Uh, Steve O asks, says, "Woo! First time in a while I've caught an episode the day it posts. <laughs> Been a while. Just caught up the other day. Good to hear your guys' voices. Keep it up." Uh, Orchid Stream says, "What the fuck is a one piece laugh tant? Sorry, I'm not a weeb." Um, Quaker Button, though, says, I know there's drama, but I don't know what it is. I just know what's happening. You've discovered my struggle as an SCP fan without a Twitter account. That's not a struggle. That's a blessing. Yeah, exactly. That's your, that's privilege. <laughs> You're the sanest SCP fan. Uh, Sobek commented, commenting before Guare challenge. Possible. All right. I think that's everything. Yeah. Um, Okay. Uh, we'll be back. We'll be doing more creepy pastas the rest of this month. Uh, if you guys have any suggestions, you should DM Tanhony, not me, and give them to him. But otherwise, I think we'll call it here, right? Yeah. All right. Bye. See you later, guys. You be able to be able to be able.